You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. The vicious circle. You are facing a fuel-injected suicide machine. I'm the man. When I walk, the ground shakes. I am the master. Hey, Sid, how you doing? Hey, Rob, how you doing tonight, man, or today? Today, doing great. It's a Sunday, so I'm just relaxing. There you go. And you know what? I'm going to come out of the gate swinging. Look what I got. What do you got there? That's that cornbread. Oh, you got cornbread, huh? Finally got cornbread. There you go. What'd you have with it? Nothing. I'm just happy to have cornbread. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I was just worried because it came from the dollar store. Oh, uh, it's okay. Cornmeal's cornmeal. It yeah. lasts a long time. And it is very good. Oh, look who's already chiming in. Dr. Stevel. Hello. Hey, lady. hey <laughs> Stevel. <laughs> Hello, ladies. I got to remember that. Yeah. So how's your Sunday been? Well, it's been pretty good. I started off early and some stuff done, worked out. And then uh, it just started raining about two hours ago. So it sort of got a little cold. Actually, had to turn the heat on a little while ago. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Up here in Canada, it's been on since, I don't know, July. (laughs) It's what, the rain? No, the heat in my house. (laughs) Oh, okay. No, I was just, um, it was warm this morning. It got up to about right around 60, I believe. And then it's going to get down to 32 tonight with a small chance of precipitation. And then uh, <clears throat> we'll get out of the 20s for a couple of days. Mm, that's low for you guys. I remember. That's, yeah, that's code for us. Oh, Val just mentioned in here. She goes, hey, guys, at work at MBS for Falcons versus Raiders. Can't catch you guys today. That's oh, okay. Val. She's, she's working, so I get it. You know. So when we were talking earlier, um, you came up with a song, but we couldn't think of the name. We couldn't even find the artist. Yeah, too tired to talk about it. No, t- too tired to talk myself out of this one. Now, I heard this the only song I've heard all day today that uh, is different, and I don't think anyone's actually heard it, but uh, I think get a little kick out of the lyrics. Um, but I couldn't find it either. And then after they played it, they didn't come back with the uh, artist's name. So sort of crap out of luck on that one. <coughs> Anyone out there recognizes that that lyric? Let us know. We'll look it up and see if that's the right one. Right. Okay, let's see here. I'm just going to jump into what some of the people here are saying. Uh, Jeremy said, what's up, Robin Sid? How are you two doing today? 
Doing good, Jeremy. How about you? What is this one? Oh, sorry. I forgot cornbread's a little dry. <laughs> uh, Sean and Tara from Norwood, PA. We got to meet you in New York at a show about four years ago. Hmm, there you go. Don't remember that one. You probably would if you if you remembered the building. Right. <coughs> hey, uh, two, um, let's say hello to a shout out and see how Maggie's doing today. I got a text from her. She said she had eye surgery. Maggie, hope you get a bit. <coughs> <clears throat> Hope you get better out there. Hope everything's okay. Let us know how your eyes doing. Absolutely. Oh, here's never. Hey, Rob, you tried the honey butter on cornbread yet, dude? I just found the cornbread. Okay, give me, give me time. I I'll told you it. about the honey butter. Is he he got got that for me? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh man. Uh, here's Andy. Well, he says I'm off nursing my knee today. Feels better than it did a few days ago. What'd you do to your knee? Now, listen, uh, everybody doesn't realize Rob is like one of the pilgrims of Canada. Cornmeal is almost too much to put butter and honey. No, he'd go soft overnight. No, the cornmeal is okay for Rob, y'all. <laughs> it should have, to be, should have to be cooked over an open fire, too. And an old cast iron skillet for Rob. Oh, here we go. Never said honey butter is God's gift to bread. That, that is. It really is. I don't think I've ever had honey butter. I've had apple butter, but not honey butter. <coughs> There's a restaurant here called Colton Steakhouse. That's what they're known for. Their their um their butter rolls come out and you put that fresh honey on top of it. You're full before your food ever gets there. <laughs> they do that on purpose. Yeah, they do. Uh, let me see. Here's Jeremy. Uh, I'm here at home in Imperial, California, watching football, so I'm very busy right now, but came by to say hello. Take care, Robin said. I'm glad he popped in. Hey, Jeremy. Appreciate that. Oh, yeah. It's Dr. Stevel's right. We use maple syrup here in Canada. <laughs> no, that's good, too. Mm -hmm. And here's what Andy said. Uh, he had surgery in 09, and barometric <laughs> pressure dropped like <coughs> a few days ago. Couldn't bend it for a couple days. It's weird how weather affects joints that have been hurt. Now, I've worked out with a bunch of doctors in my life. They say that there's really some truth to that, and what they, how they, uh, what they compare it to, or um, how, when they're talking about it, is they'll say just like a sleeve or one of these bands that you wear on your knee or your elbow. When that band is on there, you always feel much better, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing with barometric pressure. So when that barometric pressure is either, however it works, either coming in or out, when it, whatever it's doing right now, it's supposedly, I guess it's releasing the pressure to us when the, whatever the barometric pressure is doing, dropping or going up. Hmm. So then that sleeve is sort of relaxing. And that's what a doctor told me personally. And so that's how it sort of, they say there really is some fact to that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Luckily, I haven't had that. But give me time. <clears throat> right. Jay said here, I smoke cornbread on my Traeger Wood Palette Barbecue. That, sound, that sounds very good. Yeah, it does sound good. So the neighbor said, put it on your bucket list, Rob. It's, <laughs> really? It, it's on my list list. <laughs> it's taking you six months to get cornbread there in Canada. I haven't been able to find it. I found it in the dollar store. So... Yeah, that is crazy. 
Eric asked, what did Sid shrug back in the day? Best traps ever. You know, uh, shrugs really wasn't the exercise reason I had uh, the traps. But, man, I can't remember. Honestly, probably I never really maxed out. I always tried to go for reps and shrugs, but I could probably do six, 700 pounds or m more than that. Shrugs is a real easy exercise to do uh, because you're just standing there with the weight and forcing it to pop up. Um, you know, to do it correct, you know, sit there and just barely do it. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. But again, six, seven hundred pounds. But that, that's not an exercise that you sort of judge yourself by. Now, the exercise that why my traps were so big were from power cleans. And most of them were standing cleans. I you know, didn't need to do the leg part every day. I did legs with legs. And that's just stand there, take the weight, and just you know, clean it straight up. And that I could do 385 on. <clears throat> okay. Maybe I'm not familiar with a shrug, but I think you explained it really good. Because, yeah. Me, I'm more just up and down, you know? Right. Not much. But anyway, uh, Chris said, hello from Colorado, Robin Sid. Hope you guys have a great day. And then Stuart mentioned, uh, hi, Sid. I became a major Sid fan at Halloween Havoc 99 when you went against Bill Goldberg. I completely love how you handled the end result of that match. You were still ready to fight. Yeah, always ready to fight, Stuart. <laughs> And that was the one that I had to ask you when we first met too. Was it a work or was it uh, legit when that when you were cut open and called for blood? That's how right. good you guys worked that match. Oh, here's Lori. Uh, she said, hey, guys, Sid, I listened to Jim Crochet this week. Always liked him. His song Operator has always reminded me of another song from that era, Sylvia's Mother by Dr. Hook. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah, Lori, you've got good taste in music. Oh, man. Anything by Dr. Hook. Yeah, Dr. Hook. <laughs> I'll tell you something. I, not to cut you off, Rob. Mm -hmm. I did see something last night. I will uh, bring up an alert here to everyone. There is a, um, it was on PBS last, last night, but I've seen it on different stations. And it's Eric Clapton's Crossroad Guitar Festival or something like that. <clears throat> Just some great, great. I'm talking just a, I can't go on, on, on and on and on. Just, just some unbelievable uh, guitar stuff. Gary Clark Jr., um, Kenny Wayne Shepherd, um, some new people I'd never heard before. Um, of course, Eric Clapton, you know, it just was, man, it was awesome. Mm -hmm. And they did a version of we, a song we all talked about, and that's the version of, uh, Prince's song called Purple Rain again. And this is totally different than um, uh, Dwight Yoakam's version of it. What a, what a version. <clears throat> now, they really think that song is, uh, a lot of people think that's one of the best songs of all time. All right. I got to look that up. No, it is really good. I can't believe he did a copy of that. Purple Rain. Okay. Just wrote it down. Oops. Because I'm going to be looking that one up. And now we have Sean here who loved your comment to mean Gene. I thought he was talking to me at first. It says, shut up, you fat, bald-headed little oaf. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed my ass off when he said that to mean Gene just before fighting Hogan. You know what's funny about little things like that too, Rob? 
or um, I'll have things written down in a book or things highlighted that I might want to say later or something like that. And sometimes it's just, it might be a couple paragraphs that I want to get just a couple words out of. Might be a couple words that created paragraphs out of. And I'm sure it's just that so happened that day the book had my material in. <clears throat> I had that word oath there. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I said, this is a good time to use that one word, you know. Man, it's it's become iconic. It's it's a little clip. I know I've seen it many, many times. Oh, here we go. Kyle's got a question for us. Hey guys, Packers versus the Bears. Who's gonna win? Packers. Uh, you know, I've, I've told everyone that it's hard for me on pro games, but that's, they should win that one. <clears throat> I have, have been watching my Tennessee game here a little bit. That's the only game I really like watching. It's just like watching the college play. But uh, Derek Henry had three, three not home runs, I think say home runs, three touchdowns by the first half, 150 yards rushing. Oh, wow. <laughs> Man, just killing them, dude. Hmm. Now, they are missing uh, two defensive linemen in the game. That's what's crazy, too, about football right now. You know, the, Denver, the Denver Broncos, every one of their quarterbacks are in quarantine. A guy that plays running back is going to have to be quarterback today. Isn't this like Jose Consenco being a pitcher? <laughs> or, yeah, or coach. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Oh, Enzo says, hey, Big Sid. Hey, Enzo. I wonder where he's from. Enzo, let us know where you're from. But then Andy came back. He goes, I got a special knee brace at Walmart with flattened springs on each side. Helped me out yesterday to drive back home to see my grandma for her 90th birthday. Wasn't going to miss that. Oh, awesome, man. And I was going to say something sort of smart back about where to put that head brace at. <laughs> Somewhere like between your ears. But I'm not going to say that, you know. Well, not once he mentioned his grandma. Yeah, it's yeah the grandma. <laughs> I have a sp soft spot. For animals, kids, and old people. Yeah. And, you know, and um, in the case, in, in Andy's case, also uh, retards. And we have Jeremy's question. I have a question for you, Sid. What are your thoughts on the fight between Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr.? You know, I, I've thought about that a few times. Jeremy, and I really don't have a thought about it. You know, you, I'm a fight lover um, from the old days, and Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson would be a, a, something interesting to watch. But when they announced it even how many, how, however many months ago, I was like, man, I don't know. Um, so I still – it was weird. About two years ago, <clears throat> at Washington at the um, Sports Expo, they had an autograph signing. With Eric Dickerson and I'm not Eric Dickerson, um, David Ortiz and um, Adrian Peterson, just on and on. But Roy, Roy 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 Jones Jr. was on the flight with me coming back, and we talked everything. And um, we had a flight. He was he'd go his way. And I went to Memphis, and um, man, dude could barely walk. Really? Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I would say that. Hmm. I'd be very interested to see this fight yesterday then. I tell you, I did see uh, <clears throat> one day this past week on the show on ESPN <clears throat> called Highly Questionable. They do these silly little skits. They showed these two old men fighting in front of what looked like a um, one of these bingo parlors or something. 
but I mean, like eight years old, but they really get down fighting. But uh, they would say this is going to be Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. <laughs> but uh, I'd like to see. I don't know, man. I I don't. You know what? I don't know if I could watch that. I swear. Well, I I looked up the results. I didn't watch it, but I looked up the results. Oh, did you? Yeah. And with the results, I'm curious to watch it. Really? Yes. Where's re- the results? So I guess officially it's considered a tie. <laughs> so I'm dying now. To oh, see God. <laughs> a tie. Oh, man. Yep. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, man. I <laughs> Oh, a tie. At least Tyson didn't lose. And see, that's what I was worried about. You know, him getting all hyped up for the big comeback and just getting pummeled. So I'm impressed he didn't lose. But I'm curious to see the draw. Sounds sounds like one of those fights that one of them was scared and the other one was proud of it. (laughs) Oh, man. And he said, my best hang clean in high school was 250. You're so full of crap. (laughs) <laughs> never he says i'm still working on the 16 ounce curls <laughs> i like that one yeah uh here's a question from hannah though uh, <coughs> what are you planning on cooking for christmas i don't know i did fried chicken today uh fried chicken and um mashed potatoes and cabbage uh to everyone that's going to do the buttermilk fried chicken don't do it uh, you got to do this stuff overnight, and um, it just—it it turned out crispy and a little bit, little bit of a different taste, but not worth the effort. Um, not worth that crunch either. So don't do it. Okay, I was, it looked good. It does look good. Don't get me wrong. The problem today was cooking this. I actually snacked a little bit, <clears throat> and when you do that, you never really enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like you would. And um, even if I starred myself, I wouldn't enjoy it enough to do that again. Okay. Yeah. I did it for that friend of mine, O'Ann, over in Memphis. So it'd be worth it for that. And I'll give Sabrina a couple of pieces just to get her off my butt about my fried chicken's not crunchy. You know? <laughs> now it is. It is now, man. Uh, we got a couple people talking about where they're from. Uh, here is one from Gernot said, hello, Robin Sid. Best regards from Austria. And hey, then Brian said, hello, Robin Sid from Jonesboro, Arkansas. Oh, God, Jonesboro. All right, man. And here's just a comment from Jake. He says, you'll always be the man. Jonesboro, Arkansas. I went to Nettleton Baptist Church in Jonesboro one time. Really? Yep. Hmm. The kid to help me do the promotion. He's not a kid. He's 30-something now or maybe older than that. I'm sure he's older than 30. Um, I hope not. Anyway, um, <laughs> he helped me do a, <clears throat> that um, that um, documentary, the promotion, and we um, did a, some filming there in Little Rock, I mean, in Jonesboro, and he also lived in the area. He went to church there, and the trade-out, and this is how I got to go into churches through him, uh, was I had to come to church once and then try to help the kids that he helps. He did a youth thing. And uh, by doing that, it got me interested in going to church a little bit. Nice. Jonesboro. Jonesboro. So there's a story about Jonesboro. Very cool. Hang on to that one. Here's a second. Uh, Here's a second story. 
Next to Jonesboro is Truman. And I think you can look it up in your, I've seen people look it up. I think it's the VD capital of the world. Truman. Truman. <laughs> well, if I go there, I know what I won't be doing. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, JD's got a question. Sid, what was it like being Lord Humongous, or would you have had a better character for you in the old CWA since it's Jerry the King Lawler's birthday today? Oh, it is? Happy birthday, King. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love the character for sure. I think it had, you know, I think it would have been fun to have done, you know, the last 10, 20 years, you know, do a character like that as well. But um, I don't think it could be done any better than it could be done now than it could have been done back then. I always think anything done back then would always have a bit more punch only because, and we've talked about it, back then it was real, you know? Right, right, and right. Not looked at as entertainment, so. But that's just me. Uh, here's Lori. She said, thanks. Uh, I love my music. Johnny Cash's song you mentioned last week, Thank You, is on YouTube as a Thanksgiving video, in case y'all didn't know. Okay. I didn't know that. That's a cool idea, though. Yeah, it is. Because You, you know, um, one thing hard about, about COVID is uh, it canceled the Johnny Cash uh, Music Festival they have every year. It's really cool. It's right there where the little house he lived in as a kid. There's just a small cotton field around it, and they play outside, but everybody's so old there, like myself. I'm sure nobody wanted to get COVID and one die. I will tell off of myself about it was either last year or the year before. They've got these really, really nice um, bathrooms. I mean, like I've never seen anything in my life, and I've seen everything. <clears throat> but to get up there is a really pretty high little walk, you know, but really nice stairs, steps. I mean, heavy duty, nothing to slip on. And uh, I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> I'll never forget this. I remember having my hand on the rail, <clears throat> taking that first step, and then the next time I remember being at the at the bottom of those steps. And as crowded as it was, somehow or another, no one saw me fall. I <laughs> really? got up like nothing happened, right? Like nothing happened. It was like, okay, yeah, yeah, man. But uh, it was funny as hell, man. It was like. So next time I go to my doctor, they go, oh, have you, you know, they always ask you, have you failed recently anything? Went, yeah, like a flight of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's awesome no one saw you, so you could just whoop. I swear. I, I remember going, like landing and go, wow. How did I get down here that fast? Then I remember because I'm sitting, you know, I'm really just barely sitting level. I could see everybody like looking around, but they weren't looking at me. I was like, shit, this isn't happening, man. And the other time they'd all run over and see if I was dead or something. So I jumped. Well, I didn't jump up. I eased up. Yep. Yeah. Meant to do that. Meant to do that one. I've, I remember a few things like that in my life. People did that. I remember working on the farm as a kid. A guy did that. We all jump out of the back of the truck like we was jumping on a wild horse or something. His foot got caught, man. He tumbled into the field, jumped up like nothing happened. Totally <laughs> <laughs> part of the plan. We were laughing our ass off. Now, I think I'll tell the story about myself falling. Here's another one, me falling. Um, I hit a home run playing uh, against these guys, and um, they're all there at the first base side of the field. And they were like, he won't hit another home run. Blah, blah, blah. So I hit another home run. So I come down the dugout and my coach is standing there 
I go to give him like a high five and I said something like something stupid like, Yeah, this is in your face or something, you know, like that. And so <laughs> I go to give the high five and and go to give such a high five, I sort of miss. I hit him just enough to almost break his hand, but it also missed where I fell. I mean, like a ton, like it took the skin off my leg. And uh I mean those guys it felt like they were like right next to me. <laughs> I was like, ah, so I jumped up, and I'm, I learned my lesson, everyone. If you can learn a lesson from me, here's one to learn. Do not brag or talk a bunch of crap until the game is over. Now, yeah, we won that game, but I can never laugh that skin back on my leg. <laughs> Rob, what is that moment for me? A hurting thing. <laughs> That's a hurting thing. <laughs> now, that, that hurt physically? That hurt me you know, it scarred me mentally and it taught me a good lesson and I'm able to what now laugh about it. So this was one of the best hurting things we could ever fall into people. That's right. Uh, hurt, the hurting thing. The hurting thing is I love a good hurting thing that makes me feel good too. You know, like a girl can be a hurting thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so just or a guy could be too for girls, I guess could be a hurting thing. That from most of that I've spoken to, it's usually the case. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Those guys were jerks. One of the first things I'm going to do when you finally get up here to Canada is take wow. you to this guy's place. George says, hey, guys, he's got that Craves poutinery that I keep showing you pictures of. Right. I got to take you there. Yeah. Well, I might be, man, it might take another two years to get Canada <laughs> open its borders. Right. <laughs> but I don't blame them, man. We're uh, we're talking. They're saying they said today that 4,000 people a day will die. It's starting to spike in certain cities here in Canada again, too. So, yeah, I see your prime minister again not shaving. Yeah, I think he's in lockdown for the past two years. <laughs> no kidding, <laughs> man. Uh, John mentioned he goes, "Hi, Sid. Saw you down here in Australia in the mid two thousands with WWA. Any memories of that tour?" Man, I I flew there for that show and then flew right back home. There wasn't many memories. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it was um. It was a crazy show, but it was a lot of fun. I got to see my buddy Carl Willett there. I got him on the show. That's where I went. So that's literally one of those airport auditorium, airport home. That's right. That was yeah. it. Uh, oh, here you go. Andy said before when you were going to tease Andy, but he talked about his grandma. He says, go for it, Sid. I enjoy a good ribbing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't ribbing you. Uh, here's one from uh, Malcolm. He says, Sid, have you ever faced Kane, Isaac Yankum? Glenn Jacobs. No, I don't think I have. Let's see here. Oh, I'm getting way behind. <laughs> uh, Bobby Lee here said, hey, Sid, from Memphis, Tennessee, now in southwest Florida. Miss wrestling from my youth in Memphis, Tennessee, baby. The, the territory wrestling was better, I think. <clears throat> well, it was because um, they could do stupid things, get away with it. No, just joking, but... It was because it was more. It was easier for, for me. The easiest and most memorable memories, the best memories I have, is Continental, where again I had it great. I had worked with just Danny Davis, seemed like Danny Davis the whole time. So that's a night off. So it was just that learning the business and and uh, the fans they're right there on top of you. There's that many of them, and then you, you think of that, you hold on to that. But if I, if you we're able to look back a picture of that. You go, wow, it was pretty, pretty small. And it was a big 
thing then, and I'm sure the same to the fans, you know, it's like uh, walk to a place, smell the popcorn, all that stuff. Um, but as my career, you know, you know, went on, I, I enjoyed uh, the bigger moments. Now, I enjoyed the smaller ones too, um, <clears throat> but the bigger moments were, were to me, it was um, a little more fun. Gotcha. I think we just broke Neber's heart. He says, <laughs> wait, wrestling isn't real? Oh, really? Yeah. It'll always be real for you, Neber. And uh, Craig here has a dream match. He said Sid from 96 versus Lesnar from 02. That would be his dream match. That'd be a good one. Although Gernot says Lesnar would never have a chance against Sid. That's clear. I think that's clear. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> <laughs> Andy's jumping in. Sid versus Lesnar, taking all bets, giving odds at 40 to 1 on Sid winning. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> Never said wrestling is his real Santa Claus. You can't change my mind. Hey, I'll tell you a story about my kid, Frank. Now, Frank's got to be 16, you know, because he's driving. <clears throat> and um, how we always did Christmas around here was um, every, all the. Santa Claus stuff, for the most part, we would hide at Sabrina's mother's and father's and go over and get it and get it over here and stuff like that. Um, so it was always, you know, we'd, somebody, me or her, would go over and get that. And mostly, most times it would be her. And so um, I remember we were getting to that point at night, and I went to Frankie and went, hey, tonight, since you're getting older, why don't you go to your grandparents and get you and Gunner's Santa Claus stuff? And Frank looked at me and went, I went, hold on, do you still believe in Santa Claus? Oh. He, he went, he goes, well, I, I did. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore, yeah. So I just yanked that right out of his gut. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I didn't know that. I just figured, you know, 60, because he had to be 16 because he was driving around, you know. Yep. He was going to be able to drive over and get the toys at night. Even in the farm, I know here I was driving at 14, you know, not legally, but I was driving. Right. But still at 14. <laughs> well, I was driving legal. Yeah, I was driving legal at 15 myself. But no, I think he was at least 16. But again, yeah, he looked at me and went, I went, man, you still believe in Santa Claus? He went, well, I did. <laughs> Oops. I said, oh, shit, man. So there's a Santa Claus story. One that I tell you, I've done that sort of same thing to a couple people, different things. Like I remember Sabrina's nephew, um, her sister's son, he was working with me a couple years ago. And, you know, He's got a dad, 52 stepdad, you know. Her sister's been married a few times. And so she was, he was telling me about her, his dad or something like that. And then, and I said, No, man, that's not your dad. Your dad's this dude. <laughs> he didn't know who his dad was either. I spilled the beans on that one. <laughs> Tony <laughs> calls me, Why'd you tell Bobby that? I said, Well, I didn't know he didn't know who his dad was, you know. But see, at least you're doing it the right way. You're ripping the band aid right off. You're not yeah. taking that low, slow thing, no. No, your your dad's that guy that killed fifty people in a mall. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, information is power. <laughs> That's it, man. Uh, oh, Andy here said 49ers learned about taking crap, talking crap before the game this past Super Bowl. Yeah, and also the 49ers, they're going to be shut down for two weeks because COVID nineteen. They're going to have to play their games in Canada. <clears throat> <clears throat> what? Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, really, um. Yeah, they're down for it. That's crazy, man. COVID 19 is all over everywhere. 
Well, I think I see your route to come up to Canada because Andy here says, uh, if you pass through Jeff City, Missouri, we'll have to try this great pizza joint here, his treat. All right. Uh, I'll try that pizza. Yeah. See if that's on the way. We might have to make a long trip. <laughs> right. And Dr. Stevel is still a little grumpy. <laughs> he goes, you owe us a tour of Graceland. <laughs> oh, man. In February, he was supposed to come with me to see you. Oh, really? That would have been cool. Yep. <laughs> get, a, get a picture of him in the carpet room crying, you know, with he goes, <laughs> like the emotions. It'd be like, what would happen with this would be the first room. It'd be, he wouldn't even know it. I've seen it happen to a bunch of people. <clears throat> they walk in, they don't even know they're in the presence of Elvis, right? It's just, a, it's the kitchen, you know, no big deal. You to the next room. All of a sudden you get to that, you walk down the hall and there's pictures and albums and all of a sudden that starts mixing your emotions. You're like a washing machine of emotions at this moment. All of a sudden, the carpet room, it's just too much. <laughs> people just start, they don't know why. I just see Steve doing that. I can. You know, <clears throat> yep. Just at the carpet room. And I tell you what, when I saw the carpet room, I was really disappointed. It was just a bunch of cheap shag. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> it was to the top, to the bottom of the room, man. And it was, of course, imagine your carpet that's been there for 200 years. And see, it's also from the 70s. And that was huge in the 70s. Yeah, I know, right? I still remember seeing pictures of cars from the 70s and early 80s that had that shag on their like dash. Yeah. And it's like, do you comb your car? How do you keep that clean? Uh, oh, Kurt's got an idea. Stretcher match against Lesnar. Wheel him out, Sid. Hey, I like that. Yeah. Oh, apparently Garrett believes, too. He goes, uh, Mr. Hunt, of course Lesnar is a joke against Sid. Sid is a real legend, please. Hey, uh, real quick before I forget this, there's a someone who's uh, um, request or talk to us on this sometime. His name is Larry Francis. Uh, this guy's really crazy, y'all. I want if anyone could do a background search on this guy, it'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. We might have to might have to get him defaced or something, face him out, you know, face him out or face off with him or something. This guy's creeping me out a little bit, Larry Francis. We need to know what's going on with him. Yeah, we need to know what's going on with him. <laughs> uh here's one from Danilo. I hope I said that right. Hey, guys, Sid, I read somewhere that you look like a big jacked up version of Michael Rooker. I think it's a compliment to both of you, more so to him. A jacked up version of Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker. Actually, okay, I could see him in your face. Um, What's something that he's been in that was really big? He was in the Marvel movies as Yondo, but he's blue, so that doesn't count. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. He was in JFK. I'm going to bring up a picture of him. Yeah, why not? Waste. I, I got time to waste. Well, in this Give way, instead of seeing what he looked like, show you. <laughs> That's it. Okay. So yeah, it's rain. Can anyone see the rain out my window? Can anyone see the rain out my window? Let's try this. Oh, come on. I can't. Oh, man. Come on. Right. No, I cannot. Okay. Uh, let's has, everyone, has everyone been having a good Thanksgiving this whole 
these few days? Has anyone got any complaints or any things that people could change for next Thanksgiving? Has Thanksgiving been affected by the COVID-19? I know I've seen, we talked a little bit, bit about it Thursday, <clears throat> where it's, um, I got actually they canceled another Thanksgiving party yesterday. I was supposed to go to it with a, del a delayed Thanksgiving party that where mo more people could get together. And uh, they said, no, one of the reasons, one side of the family had two different groups that had COVID-19. The other side had one group. So they were like, they want to take the chance. Okay. I can see that. I think I told you I had to have a, uh, I was on a, uh, a virtual memoriam for like, Oh uh, yeah. How'd that go? For a friend How'd that go? Away. It was incredible. It was, it was heartbreaking and amazing to see so many people get together and talk about this fellow. So how many people? The first thing I did, uh, oh, I'm guessing there was around 60 at least. Oh, okay. Not totally sure. Um, there we go. That's Michael Rooker. Okay. Still, I don't know. Uh, not sure. Oh, uh, whoever said that? Uh, whoever said that? I hate you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's him from Guardians of the Galaxy. That's what I mean. He's okay. blue. It doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, that looks just like me. Thanks, everyone. It's the moment. Now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna defriend hit that person. Okay, defriend that person, Rob. <laughs> and I'm yep. not gonna sign you. I'm not gonna sign you back up. <laughs> um, but yeah, it went really well having all those people there sharing stories. It was. It was really cool. And it was the other thing that was really cool is if this had been before, I never could have taken part because right. the majority of the people were from Vancouver, which is the other side of the country for me. Right. So they would have had a real one where everybody sits in a room and talks. And I never could have been part of that. Well, um, I was interested how you were going to do that. You said that, um, I mean, I was thinking only allow. 10, 15 people in a place. I figured the virtual might be about the same to have that many people. That was pretty cool. Oh, well, and listening to all these stories, you know, that, that was the best part. Uh, let me see here. Well, I was, I was afraid that, that we might not see you for a day or so because, you know, uh, James Brown during his funeral, I think it lasts like three weeks. What, the, the memorial? Yeah. <laughs> It did. I mean, I mean, people like went by and visited for like two or three days. Oh, I have to post this up real quick. I just saw it. Jeffrey Arthur says, "Hey Sid, I am watching." Oh God, Jeffrey Arthur! <laughs> We're not going to talk about your hamburger tonight. Tonight's Sunday. That's uh, his hamburger night tonight. Uh, here's another question from Gernot. Uh, could I ask you which fight was the most interesting for you? Um, the one my mother and my stepmother got in. <laughs> Those are always <laughs> interesting, aren't they? Oh, uh, uh, any fight? Okay, I don't know. Yeah, is are we talking about a specific event, Garnot? It's always fun to watch two midgets fight. If no one's watched that before, um, I have seen a couple of women fight in the field once when I was a kid. That was pretty cool. Oh yeah, no doubt <laughs> it was, man. It's a, I knew it was over, but they were grown women, and I was a punk kid. And wow, man! Wow. <clears throat> and actually, everybody's letting me know what stuff Michael Rooker's done now. He was in Tombstone. 
Tombstone. Yep. He was one of the cowboys that ended up at the end flipping over to Wyatt's side. And over then Wyatt's, uh, uh, Steve will said Walking Dead as well. Walking Dead. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not a big fan of Walking Dead. Um, I should be because I love Night of the Living Dead. It's one of my favorite movies. I could watch it again. Um, I saw the very end of um, what was the one for Christmas? Um it's a Wonderful Life. Okay. Hope we get to see it from the, from the beginning. That's a great old movie. Oh, Clarence, the, the angel, he's pretty funny. Big time. Oh, here's a question from, uh, G, is it Giancarlo? Giacomo. Hey, Sid, as a heel, have you ever broke character because a young fan was getting too upset? No. Um, I made a lot of people upset by not breaking characters. I actually killed a lot of wrestling towns as well. Uh, when a town would be really dead or they just wanted to be sure that no one would ever come back to that town, uh, promoters would book me in those towns. And I'd come in and I was, town, I was called, <clears throat> instead of a fire starter, um, that was an old term they used to use when they'd bring someone to burn down a house that they didn't want anymore. Uh -huh. it, it was a show stopper. That was me. I'd, <laughs> I'd do the match and they'd have, never have wrestling in that town. Well, not until like not until either world had to end and come back as aliens <laughs> or never. <laughs> uh Giacomo here also said Rooker was also in Mississippi Burning, but Sid looks nothing like him at all. <laughs> I like Mississippi Burning. I don't remember him in that either. See, he uh, is one of those characters. He's in everything, but he blends right so well. Like a, a like a piece of corn in a turd. Pretty much. Well, no, well, that stands out, really. Well, <laughs> peanut. How about a peanut? Because it doesn't digest. You know, it sort of sits there like a piece of corn. You have to really look for it, you know. There we go. Oh, and here we go. Rocky Turner. Hey, boys. Always good to see you online. Sid, give me a shout tomorrow when you have a couple minutes. Hope you guys Yeah, have Yeah, Rocky, for sure. I got to get that uh, doll out to you. I got it right, right here. Oh, look at that. Nice. Um, Rocky's also wanting a pair of my underwear for some reason. I don't know why. Probably personal. Yeah, I'm sure. I hope that's what it is. <laughs> Rocky's amazing, though. I, I love is. what he and those guys have put together. Yeah, honestly, if I never saw Rocky again in my life, I wouldn't care. But no, if, I mean, I'd always have to remember that one unbelievable act of charity he did. Uh, just again, what a super nice guy, him. And I think it's Dave. Or David, the other guy. Um, super, super nice guys out there. Uh, whoops, where was it here? John Murray asked, were you contacted for Undertaker's farewell by the WWE? Um, no. Um, no. Uh, no. Um, he had uh, killed enough towns himself that they didn't need me for that. <laughs> they did a good job themselves on that one. Would have loved, loved to help. Uh, killed another town or two before I die, you know, but uh, they did a good job on their own. They didn't need the old fire starter to come in and start it up there. Uh, let me see here. Steve says, I sent a picture to your DM, Rob Kilgore. Okay. Oh, wait, maybe he's talking about me because then he said this one to your private message, Rob. Okay. Hmm. 
Next one says, cool pictures of James Bond. Looks like you made gun. Wasn't big enough for you. Kurt, I'm not sure what you're talking about. No. <laughs> Man, I swear like twice I got lost in that sentence. <laughs> yeah. I was like, cool picture. And I'm thinking, uh-huh. Of what? Uh, James Bond. Look, you made gun. Wasn't big enough for you. Wow, my hmm. God. You can clear that up. I'd love to know what you're chatting about. Right, I would too, man. And when was the last time you saw my gun, too? Right? Right? Yeah. Huh? Oh, and there's Rocky laughing my ass off is what that means. All right. <laughs> Rob, I'm not stupid, man. <laughs> no, no. No, Rob, stop that. You treat me like a child all the time when it comes to internet. Well, that's because I'm afraid of internet, Sid. I know. <laughs> Laughing my butt off. Okay. Uh, then Andrew says, the analogy is beautiful. Corn interred. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, here was one from Stefan McMahon. 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 I think so, man, we hit the big time. Stefan McMahon tuned in. <laughs> yeah. He's the unknown brother. Uh, Sid, if you had one more match, who would it be against? Um, I don't know. I, I like for it to be a woman, and I'd re redo that whole Andy Kaufman angle. That would be my dream angle match to come back and do. There we with go. the with the hockey mask. It's and gone. and as a midget. Oh, and see, and from and from parts unknown, <laughs> a midget from parts unknown. Yeah, where was it? Never here said right there. Midget wrestling should make a comeback in the WWE. That's it, man. Here's what the doctor sent me. It's it's Michael Rooker, but well, this one I, actually kind of looks like you. Okay, all right. I'll send you that picture. <clears throat> yeah, Rob. Thanks. Uh, let me see here. Um, this is from Andy. He says, "No offense or disrespect, but if I ever ask for anyone's underwear, power bomb me into normal sanity." <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Here's one from Oh, from Never. Sid was more over than Hogan at the Raw reunion, and he wasn't even that. Uh, and he wasn't even wasn't even there. You really want to have Sid overshadow Taker's retirement? Yeah, that would be probably that would happen to you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Jeff Arthur, I thought you was going to have a uh, question tonight about wrestling. You know, he's yeah. he's from the Atlanta area. He's he's an Omni person. Is that where Val always talks about the Omni? Uh, MS MSB. MSB. Is that what it was? Hang on, I'll go back up and take a look if I can get to I the think, top. I think she um talks about um the Omni some. Here it is. Hi guys at work at MBS. The Falcons are Raiders. MBS. I know she's talked about um the Omni before. I you know what? I remember that as well. Yeah, her, her and Jeff were probably big wrestling fans sitting next to each other sharing popcorn. Didn't realize it. Mm -hmm. 
uh, Kurt, he was the gentleman that was talking James Bond and stuff. Stupid yeah. autocorrect. Yeah. Um, autocorrect is evil. Oh, is this what you were trying to say? I would take the match. Power bomb might put those discs back in place in my back. Hey, that's it, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then David asks, uh, would you want to be the midget or fight the midget? Ooh, I'm scared of midgets. So I probably would be the midget because they're scary. You ever seen that movie called Freaks? No. Oh, God, dude. It's like the classic. You're supposed to be a movie person. This is what bugs me about you, Rob. Good movie. You, you've never seen. This is one of the top movies of all time. Have, have I ever been wrong? Uh, well, so far, you've only suggested one movie to me, but it was really good. Well, I'm talking about, yeah, but if I said something about a movie, I'm right, too, for the most part. I mean, but no, um, this is one they show every year at Halloween on Turner Classic. Uh, we didn't, I don't get Turner Classic for some reason now, <clears throat> but it's about a, a carnival. It's an old black and white one. It's something like Freaks or something, but the midgets and the people with no, you know, all the, you know, the small people, the big people, it's just... They were going after this woman who was trying to take the the carnival man's uh, money or something like that. At the end, it's really creepy. But no, it's a good movie. You, you haven't seen that? I didn't have to look that one up. Oh, my God. Listen, Rob, I want you to do me a favor. Change the title of the movie pod, uh, Madhouse. <laughs> just Madhouse. You guys don't know anything about movies. That's probably more accurate. <laughs> I know, man. You and Dr. Stevel sitting around talking about stuff, don't even know the movie The Freaks. Oh. No, you watch it, you might be scared. I can't watch it. It's, no? The, the one movie I can't watch, I've watched it one time, was The Exorcist. And when I was a kid, it scared the shit out of me. And this movie, too, it's um, it's not like that kind of scary, but it's a, it's really creepy. When it gets to the part when they're like under the – the wagons going after the woman. It's like, oh, I don't want to see that, you know. Okay, now I'm concerned because Andy said it is freaks. I had to watch it in school. See what school would would show that, <laughs> right? Where's Andy from? I, I don't want. I don't even want to know. Parts unknown. That's <laughs> yeah, parts unknown. Oh, but he's got a good idea for you. Psycho Sid, power bomb chiropractor. That's it, Andy. That'll fix a back, right? Uh, Dean, our buddy from over the ocean there, says, Sid, did you ever meet Magnum TA? Yes, I did. I, I got the chance to meet him several times. A really cool guy. And see, that was the guy that got me into wrestling. Oh, really? Yep. My cousin was watching it, and like I said, with the black and white TV and the antennas. Oh, yeah. And that was the match that was on. I was in the bedroom. Like, we shared a room. And... uh I was watching while he watched, and it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. So it was Magnum TA that suckered you see, me. And I can see that, too, because I remember when Magnum TA was on TV at the time, and I could see you right there up in that little country town of Canada watching that little TV and seeing, I guess it would be um, Atlantic um, Georgia Championship Wrestling or WCW, one of the two, right? Uh, it was AWA and UWF. Okay, UWF and AWA. Okay. Yeah. Wow, it was back there, man. Yeah. Sadly, that me. <laughs> wow. So you were watching it up there somehow. Wow, that's cool. A lot of it we got at, like, once I got hooked, we started doing that tape swap. Right. People would take the territory tapes and just swap them all over the place. Right. 
Uh, oh, Steve's got a good question. Are you also afraid of clowns? Not really. Um, I'm not a big fan of clowns, but not like some people are, you know, freak them out a little bit. But no, um, not like I am midgets, especially ones with bad teeth, you know. Mm -hmm. That creeps me out. Um, here we go. Giacomo asked, uh, when Sid was in ECW in 97, how did he perceive the culture of the audience compared to WWF and WCW? Well, it was, again, I've talked about it. it, was a, it was there just I was there just a few shows, but um, it was definitely different. I took advantage of it. You know, that's why I tell the story where there were two guys at ringside when I came out. I think it was in, in Detroit that night. Um, they were like, snot, you know, snot on me, blah, blah. So I snotted on them. And then the crowd went, one more time. So I, they were like, yeah. I went, and did the other nose right in their faces, you know? Yeah. ECW was a special crew. They, those, yeah. those fans were very special. Well, that's how you got your payoff at the end of the night. You had to do that to Paul Lee. So like, snot on him. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be in his underwear and I'd be chasing him around the room going, snot. Get in my money, you little bald-headed oath. <laughs> I, I had to use that oath thing again. I said, this is a good go. place to oh, I had to use this in a few years. I thought to myself, come here, you ball headed little oath. Here's your money, Sam. <laughs> I know it's a hot check. You, you'd have to do it to him twice because you give a hot check the first time. See, that's a mental picture I now have in my head. I can't I know. get <laughs> He's got like hair on his belly button and stuff. It's real. <laughs> I didn't need to know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Here's a question from David wrestling question who is the best wrestler you know or faced who never made it wow um because i know we always hear about sting and you know and bam bam and vader and all that but who was one of the best people you ever faced that never never climbed well I, I, the best person i say that I faced it, never really climbed to what I think everyone thought to reach his full potential, but for whatever reason was Ricky Steamboat. You know, he was a you know great worker and everything, but he never got to the, you know, top top and stayed there for any length of time. You know what I mean? Uh so I would say for him for for for, for sure, because he's the best worker. If anyone said who's the greatest worker, uh, and I've only got a chance to work him like one time. But watching him and everything else, I said, have to be him, the greatest worker of all time. And then for him to be the greatest worker of all time and only hit, you know, mediocrity as far as the business goes, you know. Hmm. That's an interesting question. I like that one. Uh, Craig has one here. Um, you always hear that back in the day, Japan was where you could make great money. When you booked there, was it only short stints in main events or lower on the card? Uh, what was the question again? Back booking in Japan um, that you can make good money. But when you booked there, was it only short stints in main events or did were you lower on the card? Um, thing about Japan, um, they paid you where they, I guess, felt like they'd have you on the card. Or what the, how they thought they were going to use you. I, I'm guessing. I never got to negotiate going, hey, I want more money or this much money or whatever. I just took what was offered me the first time and went with that. And I never had a chance to go back. Um, but if you're, I'm sure they'll pay you where they're going to have you, how they're going to use you. You know, 
said, hey, Peter, you want to give you, gave me 2,500. They told me the starting rate was 1,500 a week, and they offered me 2,500 a week. So um, I think they ended up giving me 2,000, but um, I got what I got. So, but no, it, it's not like that. You know, and I started off, I was main event almost every night there uh, to where Noki worked himself back up to work main event with me. So, um, so again, I was main event every night, and I know I wasn't getting paid, but some of the other guys were getting paid. So by what they said, you were above the norm. Right. That's still kind of nice. Whether yeah. it's true or not, the fact that they're saying that to you is nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeremy's got one here. Uh, one of my one of the movies that scared me the most was Dead Alive from 1992. Have you ever heard of it, Sid? No, I haven't. Dead Alive. See, I have heard of it. I don't think I've seen it. Wow. Me too. Oh, and Andy answered our question here. It was middle school for drama class. That's okay. what made them watch Freaks. Okay. I'd still question that teacher. Uh, I think look what look what the end result, how Andy is today. <laughs> See? And That's our case thing. is made. <laughs> Just uh, think there's there's 20 people in, it, in that class times 10. And there's how many people now running across the country and the world thinking of um, the freaks of being a, a, something you'd see in home ec. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Let's grab one more here. Uh, Giacomo also said a couple good matches would have been Big John Stud versus Sid or even Bundy versus Sid. I, I worked would've... with I worked with Bundy. It was, uh, it was a struggle. No, I was kidding. No, it was okay um, to get to the big slam. You know, I'm not really into working with people that work those big, like, elegante-type gimmicks. Uh, I just didn't have a lot of fun with that. Oh, oh, and Andy just answered, it was the class with all the chicks. That's why he took it. <laughs> okay, okay. That, I should have yeah. taken that instead of study hall. Right? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of good stuff in study hall, though. I no like shit. study hall. You got a lot of trouble in study hall, man. Okay, so to wrap up uh, that song, we still don't know. I've been looking, and nothing yeah. is coming from that lyric. Yeah, what happened, everyone? I, I swear, I, I'm, I, I've got a million songs behind me, um, but I'm trying to find something coming off the Weevil that is different that no one's heard before. I'm not trying to give a song everyone's heard, you know, already heard. Um, I did tell everyone to, for a couple songs to try it was um, "Fruits of My Labor" by um, Lucinda Williams, and that other one called "Come On." which I told the girls that it would be a national anthem for women. And then also with Bonnie Raitt and John Prime, uh, I think somebody might, I think Lori got back and she listened to that one. <clears throat> and then the one by John Prime called uh, Fruits, uh, um, Clay Pigeons, when he wrote for Merle Haggard. Those are a couple too, if anyone wants to try those. There we go. I'll throw one out too. We got a Canadian one up here that you might like. Uh, it's called Home for Arrest by Spirit of the West. Home for the rest. Okay. Apparently, it's it's a British song, but it is huge. Well, I, I got one that came to the top of my head. It's a new song uh, by, um, dang it, I'm going to have to think of the name of the band real quick. Um, oh, shoot. There's a new um, Southern Bluecrest band. Anyway, the song is called Methamphetamine. Uh, anyone know who I'm talking about? Uh, Dixie Crossroad? Um, I can't look that up because my 
red flags in in the NSA are going to go crazy if I just. It's <laughs> <laughs> a song by uh, I can't think of the new group. Oh man, it's pretty cool. Uh, methamphetamine. Lori knows who this is. Um, oh dang it. Um, I say they've been around for the last five or six years. They're a little country, new style country band like Colt Ford. Anybody? I'm sure everybody's heard of Colt Ford. He's a like a white rapper of country music. Always no, talking, ta- talking about Waffle House. It's so, oh, it's so funny, man. It's pretty funny stuff. But it's, it's got a good beat to it, too. But um, no, I'll try that one, too. Okay. I'm going to look that up because I'm curious now. Yeah, we'll look it up. It's, um, darn it, uh, the band's pretty popular. Not like Led Zeppelin popular, but a few scragglers out there like myself might know who it is. Uh, oh, okay. We've got one last thing we'll put up just to clear up the confusion. Kurt Dixon, he said, I'd seen a picture the other day with Sid in it in, with a gun in his hand and a tuxedo looking kind of like James Bond. The gun was too small for Sid. Can't find it now. Sorry for the confusion. That's what he was trying to type before. All right, man. Thanks. I can sleep tonight now. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly, man. I think it's somebody crazy. I thought someone was like staring in that through my curtains at night. <laughs> you know. I don't know if you want that when they're saying your gun's too small. I know, right? <laughs> you got to really be looking hard to see the gun that's too small. Right. Well, that's the one thing about having a gun too small. They'll really look at it for a while. That's true too. Find it, yeah. And if they do see it, you know they're not social distancing. That's it. <laughs> get them out, get away from them. That's right. Any last words, Sid? Man, um, no. No? Okay. I like those kind of things. All right, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Vicious Circle Podcast. Your host, Sid Udi. Co-host, Rob Bellamy. Additional research by Pete Marsh. The Vicious Circle Podcast is produced by Two Cousin Road Trip Productions, a division of JX3 Media Productions. The intro music is Unleash the Giants by Cemetery Spawn, and the outro music is Digging Space by Mike Treblecock.